Peace and blessings be upon you. Welcome to the Ta'lif Podcast, a space where we aim to provide content and connect our spiritual hearts with community, love, service, and prophetic wisdom. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, salatu wassalam ala rasulillah subhanaka ma'alma illana illa ma'alamtana innaka anta alimul hakeem. اللهم ما فهمنا الا ما فهمتنا انك انت الجواد الكريم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين ربي اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل لساني يفقهوا قولي وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد سيدنا الاولين سيدنا حبيب المصطفى والنبي المرتضى وقاتم النبيين وامام المتقين وشهداء وصالحين السلام عليكم we begun with جزء عما because one of the things that we realized is the importance of of um, centering the quran and all of the work that we do and centering scripture and all the work that we do and just i'm not particularly because if this is the, these are the chapters that most people recite during the prayer surah al-nas surah al-ikhlas surah al-falaq kada 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 and more and more and more um and uh but they're actually dauntingly the more difficult chapters to explain the the shorter the surahs are the more difficult they are to explain if you look at a lot of the longer surahs like surah like the surah al-baqarah the cow surah an-nisa the women maida their chapters full of like law and legislation and story they're a lot more easier to explain and the vocab is actually a lot more accessible if you go to the words the end of the quran the vocabulary and a lot of the terminology is actually really difficult is incredibly high the last um chapter in the quran is what surah an-nas the chapter of what what does it mean the chapter of the, the people right it's called the people allah ta'ala says qul a'udhu bi rabbin nas malikin nas ilahin nas min sharril waswasil khannas alladhi yuwaswisu fi sudurin nasi min al-jannati wan nas so he begins with saying say i seek refuge by the lord of the people the king of the people or the owner of the people wa ilahin nas in the lord of the people Now it begins with mentioning three of the attributes of God. One is Allah is this is called tadarruj. Can we say tadarruj? Say tadarruj. Tadarruj. Tadarruj means to um it means to go step by step. So it is related that when this was revealed Allah says the people said there's a story that the people said to God Allah said qul a'udhu bi rabbin nas he says that seek refuge from the lord of the people and the people responded we also have lordship over people right cuz disrububiya you have lordship over people right rabbirhumhuma kama rabbayani sagira oh Allah have mercy on my parents like they had 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 lordship over me when i was young rabbayani saghira right well how do you say you know i say like a housewife in arabic is rabbiyat albayt the lord of the house right that's how you say it in arabic traditionally in traditional cultures that's how they would say it um so everybody shares rabbubiya sah everybody shares some sort of lordship over something and then he says malikin nas the the owner of the people or the king of the people and all the kings said but we're also kings over people and then allah says ilahin nas the god of the people and all of humanity was quiet because nobody can compete with godliness there's a story about this uh what's called the asbab an-nuzul of this of this uh of this verse that's related in sahih bukhari and sahih muslim 
that the Prophet ﷺ, he actually had a young boy that worked for him that was Jewish, a young Jewish boy that worked with him. And some of the more, um, because there were some like Abdullah Mullah Abdul Salam and others who were like really righteous uh, Jews in Medina, um, there were some of them that were from not probably the best strain of Muslims, or of, of, of people that lived in Medina, Munawwara. And they had a lot of, uh, this is something that, you know, we have certain sects even in uh, what people claim to be the Muslim tradition called the Bataniya, which are the occult. You guys know the occultists? Um, that they they work with magic. They do a lot of things with numerology. And you have that in the Jewish tradition as well, like like cabals and things like that, right? Um, that is in the Jewish tradition. And you would consider these group of peoples being those that uh, they they participated in those things. And uh, the young boy was cleaning the comb of the Messenger of Allah, and they know that he cleaned. They asked him, they paid him a good a good do, and they asked him to get a hair of the Messenger of Allah that they found. And when um, they're one of their heads, his name was Labib ibn Asam, L-A-B-E-B, L-A-B-E-E-B. He uh, takes his hair and he starts to tie knots and he starts to spend, you know, he starts to cast a spell on the Messenger of God, and he becomes very ill. He becomes very sick. Uh, and this, through the, for the sickness, Allah reveals through him the surah, as a healing from that sickness, right? Because this was from the evil of people, the evil of people that people have. The, one of the lessons of this is we're going to get to is that there is some theological quality in our religion that says that at the end of the day, the worst enemies of human beings are human beings. Like the thing, the 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 hardship that human beings put other human beings through, is inconceivable. Like there are things that we can do towards one another as a humanity, that is like even the devil wasn't couldn't perceive it, and that's why the Messenger of Allah said, "Sallallahu alaihi wasallam, al shayatin al ins aswam in shayatin al jinn," that the human devils are worse than the jinn devils. The human devils are worse than the jinn devils. Because if you look at the devil, you could say, "Audhu billahi min ash-shaytan rajim and he disappears. I seek refuge from the accursed devil. But if there is a demonic human being, like what do you say? You have to deal with them. They're not going to disappear. You have to deal with them, right? So this is for that. The devil has nothing to do with this, right? Story. It's really interesting. It has nothing to do with that whole story. It was another group of people that were casting a spell on the Prophet of God. So Allah reveals to him that like you have no ownership over me. Naam. And the Messenger of Allah says in the Had Sahih Hadith, this is really important. He says, Ma kana ma minkum min ahadin illa qad wakila bihil qarinatun. He said, There's none of you that walked this earth or have been given when you were born was called a qarin. Q-A-R-E-E-N. Al-Qarin. Qarin is your demonic self. It's your doppelganger. 
It's a version of yourself that represents the lowest qualities of yourself. It's you in demon form. Yeah, it's a thing. It's it's the demonic mirror of you. And they met, they said they said wa anta ya Rasulullah, and they said hey, you are messenger of Allah. He said naam illa anna Allah aani alayhi fa aslama fala yamiruni illa bi khair. He said I have one, but God aided me and convinced, and I and 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 had my doppelganger submit, and he doesn't help me except in good, right? The Messenger of Allah, his qareen, his attached jinn, actually became Muslim, took shahada, um, which is pretty phenomenal. But Sayyidina Umar attempted to do this. And Sayyidina Umar attempted to fight his qareen his whole life, and even he couldn't. He said, even you, oh, Sayyid Umar, he said, I can't do it either. Like, this thing is too powerful. There's this really powerful quality in, like, and in, in our demonic self that we're trying to fight over and over again. Like your whole life, you're trying to fight this demonic self. And you'll see the demonic self almost like if you've ever seen people in, in really uh, intense fits of anger, people that you know, their entire face changes. Have you noticed that? You, you can't see them the same way. That's what we would call the Qareen, right? The Qareen is also something that influences us in such a way that we believe that it validates all vice that is in our in our hearts. All of the like all of the vice, it validates it. So uh if I have demonic qualities in me, right? The nafs al-amara bisu, carnal desires in me, the the, the qareen is telling you that's okay. It's constantly telling you that's okay. And the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He tells us very clearly, like that thing is never going to go away until you die. And it's I'll give you an example. Ahmad ibn Hanbal, when he was on his deathbed, he was a really great scholar. He's the founder of the Hanbali school. He was on, he was, he was, he was uh, on his deathbed. And they kept saying, say la ilaha illallah, say la ilaha illallah, say there's no God but God, no God but God. And he kept saying, no, 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 no. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, God. He's like, why aren't you saying that? And then finally, after like 50 attempts, he said, La ilaha illallah. And they said, What stopped you before? Why were you saying no the whole time? He said, I wasn't saying no to you. He said, The demons came to me at the form of my parents in my my last breath and said that, Oh, Ahmed, we are your parents. We believe in Jesus to be God. Take Jesus as your Lord. This is last day. Imagine that test in your last moment, right? So that's why you always keep connected to the Fiqhul Awzuru bin Nas, Malikin Nas, Ilahin Nas, Naam. And through that, the Messenger of Allah said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in a rigorously authenticated hadith, Inna Shaytana Yajri min, uh, yajri min Ibn Al Adam. Oh, Inna Shaytana Yajri bi Damil Ibn Adam. That the devil runs through the veins of the child of Adam. It runs through the veins of the child of Adam. Uh, one of the, the contexts of this hadith is that the messenger of God was walking with a woman late at night to a house. And the companions look askance at him. It's sort of shazran, fanadr was shazran, which means they looked askance at him, like they look suspect. And he noticed them look at him suspect. And he ran towards them and he says, this is my wife. Who do you think I was walking with? And they said, Oh, we just had a moment of whatever. And he stopped him and he said, Inna shaytan yajri 
في الدم الادم كما يجري في ابن ادم كما يجري الدم. This, the, 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 the devil runs through the veins of the child of Adam like blood runs through the veins of the child of Adam. What is he saying? First quality is that if that if they for a moment suspected or doubted the messenger of God, necessarily they would doubt what else? His message, right? Their faith this is really important because when you talk about, you know, um, faith leaders in your community that sort of break the trust of your community at times, right? Or they do things that are suspect. If your message in your belief in it is connected to Rasulullah, it doesn't matter what anybody does. Because you recognize his truth, you recognize his uh, kamal, his completion, you expect people to do suspect things. That doesn't mean you don't hold people accountable for it, but you expect people to do suspect things because the only one that is not suspect is Rasulullah and the people that he has given ordinance to, right? Um, but naturally, if people started to look suspect of Rasulullah, it would affect their iman very, very drastically and someone would leave and how often have we had that experience commun communally where most people leave or have a, a sort of you know they become suspicious of faith because they say people of faith do problematic things right or people that claim to do faith this flips it on his head um you're a follower of the prophet and that's it like you're the ummah of habib sallam you're not the ummah of anybody else and if you understand that, then you can recognize when the devil's actually running through your veins. Um, uh, there's a there's there's a um, there's a story of a, a a devil that comes to a sheikh, and the sheikh says you're cursed, and the sheikhs and the devil responds to the sheikh and says, he says, uh, didn't your Lord say my mercy encompasses anything? Am I not a thing? Am I not a thing? And the Sheikh says, Naam, yeah, he did. Well, and then he revealed and he recites the next verse, for but we've written it for the ones that have taqwa. The ones that have, you know, that they they they, they um they're cognizant of God, right? They're cognizant of God. Naam. And then he says, Malikinas ilahanas min sharri waswasil khannas that waswasa that from the evil that people um put in the hearts of other people that the waswasa is whispers the suggestions that people put within their hearts and there's multiple waswasa you have the waswasa of the nafs god says in the quran we know what yourself whispers against himself so you and yourself are always going to have a constant fight have you ever spoken to yourself a lot? Have you ever had an argument with yourself a lot? You've ever said to yourself, start arguing with yourself, right? Those are, that's you and some part of your nafs that's arguing with one another. Like you're just like, you're thinking about like, should I do it? Should I not do it? What should I wear? What should I not wear? I think I'm going to like call this person out. No, I should be quiet. Somebody tests you and you start to negotiate. You start to go through all of the results within yourself. Well, if I... If I text them back, maybe I should ignore them. Maybe I should text them back. Maybe I should, um, you know, just like the message. Maybe, maybe I should purposely leave them on red because that'll really show them, you know. That's waswasa. That's all of it. You're having this dialogue with yourself. Waswasa fi suduri nas, right? 
And that's from you. That's not from anything else but you, right? And how do you get rid of it? That you actually start to recite this. And it, and it gives clarity to the waswasa that's in your heart, right? It gives clarity to that thing. Naam. In the hearts of the people, from uh, their their from the from the jinn and from the human beings, min jinnati one nas that there is a perpetual question that the mufassirin have. They have this question. This is a question of uh, Ibn Kathir says that they say, wait a minute. From the jinn of people, does that mean um, the waswasa that is like based off of just influences and feelings? Or is it actual speech that can you hear it? Um, Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani, when he finished his hajj, he finished his hajj. He went to Arafah and he prayed in Arafah. You know, the last day of hajj is Arafah, right? When you go to that one mountain, you go to Arafah or whatever. He comes down and he sees this beautiful person in a white robe glowing like white marble or something like that um and he's just amazed it looks like an angel and the man sort of like knights him and he says oh abdul qadir you are now free from any adherence to the divine law because you've reached such a, such a station with god where you don't need to do anything anymore you're good you're promised the garden you're okay and he says in the thing, the 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 thing becomes dark and decrepit. And he said, I bear witness that you're the shaitan. You're the you're the devil incarnate. Right? Because the devil was trying to say that he's above whatever God had ordained with him. And he was able to see the devil face to face. And this is something that we're going to have a hard time understanding as human beings. The scholars say that at any given point in your life, either every day or before you die, you will come face to face with an angel and you will come face to face with the devil himself. Woe be to the ones that confuse the devil for the angel and the angel for the devil. Right? In the end of times, the Dajjal, the Antichrist comes down and he presents to you the garden and he presents to you, presents to you the fire. And the Messenger of Allah says, his fire is the garden, his garden is the fire and his fire is the garden. His garden is actually Jahannam, the Nar, and his his fire is actually the garden. And those that don't know any better will jump into his garden. And they would be, in fact, in a state of damnation, right? But how all of what the that's all what the nafs tries to, if you don't, are you're not able to see clearly between what's called the khansa. The khannas is within not just the hearts of the people, but the piercing opening with people. Khannas is to plant a seed of doubt in your heart. It's planting a seed of doubt. That seed of doubt will not happen, like you're not going to flee away from God at that moment, but it will be nurtured by the lower self. It'll be nurtured by the demonic realm. It'll be nurtured. It'll be, it'll be given care. Right, it'll be watered as it should be watered to the point where that doubt becomes a tree. And before you know it, like imagine waking up in the morning and just not knowing how to say the word Allah anymore. As you wake up, you just don't know what God is anymore. Imagine waking up in the morning and you don't know how to say Muhammad Rasulullah. Isn't this but isn't this what we're taught? A person will wake up a believer and go to sleep. A disbeliever, yumsihu, yusbihu, mu'minu wa yumsu al-kafirun. 
So that's a possibility. That's a possibility that at some point in your life, you have to be come to terms with the fact that like there are doubts. And if I don't deal with this doubts angelically and through knowledge and through a community of healing, those doubts will turn into, in fact, atheism, right? You will leave. You'll leave the faith. And once you, I mean, how much would you give just to say the word Allah, right? To just know Allah Jalla Jalaluhu. Um, Naam. And then he says, Min al wanas, which is the last verse of the Quran. Naam. Al Ishara. Ibn Ajiba says, La yunji min waswasa bi kulia illa tahakuk bi makam al fana kulia, what tamir al kalbi anwar tajiliats, melakut, wa asrar, wa jaburuts. This is like how I'm going to conclude it. They're narrated that success, that how we're saved from the whispers, all of them is through an achievement of an entire annihilation with God. Everything is annihilated with Allah. The only way to be protected of all of these suggestions is that you submit yourself completely to your Lord. And all you until you get to the point where your heart is enlightened. It goes through what's called tajalli. It's enlightened. It's in a state of light. It's in a state of purity. It's in a state where it's not triggered all of the time. It's not agitated all of the time. It's too busy being enlightened. And then he says, Al-Malakut wa asrar al-Jabarut. By the realm of the angels, the Malakut, which is the heavens, and by the Jabarut. Do you know what the Jabarut is? The Jabarut is the point of existence. Meaning, you have the alim, which is where we live now, right? The material world. Then you have the malakut. This is the mulk, right? Tabarak al-ladhi biyadihi mulku. All praise be to ones whose hand is in the dominion. This is, this is where we live. This is how we function. We function in this realm, the, 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 the mulk, right? Then you have the malakut. The malakut is this, the multiverse. Is it okay to say that? Am I going to show multiverse? It's like a Marvel. Yeah, I mean, everybody's cool with it. No. But the Malakut is like when, you know, is, is, is the multiverse. It's the multiple layers of the universe. The multiverse is the interdimensionality of the universe. It's the heavens. It's the seven heavens. It's a seven. It's all of the possibilities and probabilities of what could be and what could not be. It's the realm of the, the arwah, the realm of the, the ruh or the, the soul. And then on top of that is a Jaburut. The Jaburut is the beginning point of existence, right? It's the seed in which God has planted everything else. We will see whatever, when, when in the garden, we will see the Jaburut. Because who saw it? Who didn't see it? Nobody saw it except for one person. In the night journey, who went to the low tree? The prophet of God went to the low tree. Who took him to the low tree? Who took him there? Jibril, right? Once he got there, what happened? I can't go in. Why would it happen if I go in? I'll perish. There's too much light in here. I'll perish. But who goes there? The Messenger of God goes there. Okay, cool. We understand that. We've established that, right? So nobody can go there except the Messenger of Allah. He goes there. He's not perished by this tajalli, this great light, this great light, this nur. He's not going there. There is a narration that Sayyid Umar has of, of this black man from Habash who comes to the Messenger of Allah and he says, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, فضلت علينا ألواننا 
We were granted two blessings from you. You and me, the Habashi man, we were shared the same color and we were shared and we were given your prophecy. We were shared the same, right? And he says, we follow whatever you follow. Like we attempt to follow whatever, we watch whatever you do and we try to do it. Like we try to do whatever you do. And he says, what's going to be like, what's going to be our, our station? Like, where, where, where are we going to be at? Right? And he says, you will be in a place where even, you will be with me where in, in, in a station where even the um, prophets envy. This is a hadith, a sahih hadith. And it goes on for a little longer. But then he says, what, in that place where no eye has ever, ever seen of the like of that thing, which is a garden. He says, I get it. You've given me all of these things. Will my eye see what you saw? What is he talking about? Will my, my eye see what you saw? He said, will I get to go see? Will I get to go to the low tree too? You know that place where you didn't perish? Will I get to see? The prophet looked at him. He grabbed him like this. And he said, yes, you're going to see everything that I saw. And the angel of death took his soul away and he passed away after he started crying and he passed away. And the prophet of God was so in love with this man for asking this question that Sayyidina Umar said during the janazah, the messenger of Allah went and sat next to him in his grave and hugged him and said, oh Allah, allow him to see what I saw when I saw you. You're going to go through the Siddhat al-Muntaha. Like you're going to see what the prophet saw. You're going to see it, inshallah. Like you're actually going to go to a place where even angels are not given dominion. Or even angels are going to be given prohibition to walk in. You're going to be able to see that thing. And if you come to a space or a state where your heart is enlightened, uh, you're preparing your heart, you're preparing your body, you're preparing your soul to be in that very throne. To be under that very throne. That's what you're doing. You're preparing yourself to go there. This is called a tajalli. Uh, and he said, That until your heart is filled with God, wherever your heart turns, it turns in a swaying that opens up the secrets of his oneness in your thought, in your understanding, in your theorizing, and in your witnessing to the essence of sanctity. As the poet says, in kana linnas al-waswas bi waswasihim fa'anta wallahi sawasihi khannasihi. He said, even if people whisper in my heart all of their suggestions, oh my Lord, the only whispering that I ever let pierce this heart is the whispers that you have with me, the conversations that you have with me. What is Surah An-Nas telling us in, uh, in conclusion? Surah An-Nas is telling us as we read it over and over and over again, from the evil that people influence upon us, from the evil that people plant inside of us, from the jinn and from the human being. It's saying that I'm removing all of conversations that I have all suggestions that I have, all influences that I have. This is la ilaha. This is a negation. I'm negating everything until I don't see 
حتى عبد السلام الشيش says لن لا أرى ولا أسمع ولا تجد إلا بك I don't see I don't hear and I don't exist except you're always with me I've always I've maintained your companionship if you're with me then I have nothing to lose if you're with me then I have nothing to fear right if you're with me I know that everything's going to make sense because you're with me right you're with me all of the time this is surah an-nas surah an-nas is telling us you don't find validation you don't find acceptance you don't find um companionship with those that will give you have no business validating you have no business affirming you you know have business telling you your worth that all your worth is with allah your worth is with allah that's surah an-nas everything if you were not worth anything god would not have created you that's what allah is telling you in surah an-nas is oh muhammad black magic's not going to do nothing on you right curses are not going to do nothing on you right their negation is not they can't negate you cuz i've affirmed you like i've affirmed you they can't negate you they can't tell you you don't matter cuz i've told you you've mattered that's surah an-nas so um we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us tawfiq and grant us ease ya rabbil alamin and allahumma ya awwal al awwalin ya akhir al akhirin ya awwal bil bidaya akhir min al nihaya nas'aluka lutf al afiyah fa falh al khalisa fa tafqih al mukhlis ya dhal jalali wal ikram allahumma salli ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam tasliman kathira wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah al-aliyyil azim wa akhir da'wana walhamdulillah rabbil alamin wa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah thank you for tuning in Please consider becoming a monthly sustainer by joining 1000 Hearts of Ta'lif and committing to give $3 a day to keep this work coming to seekers, youth and newcomers to Islam. Sign up today at www.ta'lifcollective.org/donate. We hope you enjoyed the variety of sessions available and hope you benefit immensely. Allah bless you and Allah bless your loved ones.